Coming to you live from the Rack FM trash can in Skid Row. Put on your dunce caps because it's time for public speaking for plebs with your host, Robo, the mayor of Rackville. And here's Robo. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are in the world, my friends. And a uh, big shout out to Finn for the intro there. Love it every week. Absolute quality from your man, Tara Spaces. Don't forget to jump over there and support this guy. He's flying the flag for all of us. Anyway, guys, uh, welcome back. This is Saturday the 16th of September, our third episode. Three weeks in a row. We're on the fucking money. Here we go, bro. So obviously last week we did have this little diversion. Look, kids, we just wanted to say, prove we've got the minerals, right? So episode three, I promised you guys we would come back to the daddy, which is like the full formal kind of presentation, like at the highest level it gets, right, of public speaking, yeah? Uh, you know, if you're going in there to sell your product or if you're going in there to get like high level approval at, at a board meeting, you know, you don't want to be a fucking pleb. Anyway, we've covered the introduction. We're about to look at the main body and the ending today. However... As always, going to have a little curveball. I just want to give you guys, right, some do's and don'ts. Some of the top do's and the top don'ts, right, that you should be thinking about when it comes to presenting. And now this is looking holistically at all four parts, the introduction, the main body, the ending, and the Q&A session. This just encompasses, like, the whole thing. Right. So, you know, I mean, if you're given a presentation like in English and it's your second language, damn, you're going to get nervous. Right. It's, it's natural. Yeah. You know, you're not going to feel confident. Right. But there are things you can do to give you confidence. Right. And you've got to be thinking about you and your audience. So I'm going to give you a little quick list of eight do's and don'ts to help you along. Now, number one is all about the subject. Do not choose a subject that your audience already know a lot about. What would be the point? If you do, you're just going to find it really difficult to keep them interested. People want new information from a presentation. They fucking don't want to be hearing a bunch of things that they already know. Choose something new and interesting for them. Literally, I've been in presentations before and I'm like, I know all of this and I just fall asleep. So, yeah, man, be careful about your subject. On the subject, tip number two, right, or guideline number two would be do break your subject into several key areas. Now, this becomes critically important, right? You can do past, present, future. You can do a problem, cause, solution. You can do so many different things, guys, right, with fucking key areas. Now, between two and five key areas is acceptable. But like I said before, three is the magic number. De la Soul, we're on the money, right? There's no way you can, like, say everything there is to say or know about your subject. 
Not unless you're going to speak for like, you know, 15 hours, right? So choose two, three, four, even five of the key, most important points to focus on. If I was selling my business, let's say I'm selling raccoon supply. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to present my subject broken down into three key areas. First, I'll talk about the history of the project. Then I'll talk about the products and services we offer. And then I'll wrap up with our future plans. And that's just the way that that shit's going to work, kids, right? Make sure you look at your subject holistically. What can I break it down into? Past, present, future is an old, tried and tested method. Like I say, things like problem, cause, solution, etc. They all work. Think about it. Put some effort into it. Now, number three. Do not put heavy information or what we call heavy data into a presentation. Guys, this becomes what we call a data dump. Do not do that. That should go in a written report. If you do need to have this kind of shit, right, put it in a fucking handout. Give it to the audience. Let them sit at their chair looking on a piece of paper. It's easier to study stuff on a piece of A4 paper in front of your face than it is on a projector screen 50 feet away. Right? We talk about data dumps all the time. I've seen a single PowerPoint slide with like four fucking line graphs or four pie charts. No, I want one slide, one idea, right? Didn't do me head in, bro. Like long tables of information, specifications or detailed maps. Print them on A4, give them to the fucking audience as they walk in and tell them you'll refer to them throughout the presentation. Did it dump your shit, right, into your presentation? Keep it nice and light. Keep it sparse, right? Let people have extra information to be able to, like, back up what you're talking about, right? Or do their own research, yeah? D-Y-O-R, plebs, yeah? Anyway, uh, number four, tip number four would be to do match the information in the audience, right? You just make sure that what you're delivering is appropriate for the people you're speaking to. Let's say I have to go and give a presentation, right, on my company to some uh, some uh, first-year uh, university students, right, on a business uh, studies course, yeah, versus uh, going to give a presentation to uh, board directors, right, on a multinational corporation. I mean, come on. I've got to be able to match up everything, not just the information, but my speech, the way I conduct myself. You have to fucking tailor your presentation around the audience. We will talk in later episodes about what you can do in regards to cross-checking your, you know, your knowledge about the audience, finding out, researching, etc., etc. But let's make sure that you match right the level and the information of the talk to the people that are fucking listening. Choose the right information for them and give it to them in a way that they'll comprehend and understand it appropriately. All right? It's not difficult, yeah? Now, number five. This is a gigantic one, guys. Whatever you do, do not use high-level vocab and long, complicated sentences. If you do, you'll confuse and lose your audience. Presentations should always be in spoken English. So we say, I'm and not I am. Can't. 
and not cannot. We use simple everyday words and we build them into short, easy sentences, compound sentences or complex sentences, yeah. Get to the point, yeah. Subject, verb, object. Subject, verb, complement, right? Understand that we don't listen in the same way that we read. Now, if you've taken your information from a written source, you're fucked, aren't you, pleb cunt? Because written language is always more formal and complicated. You must change your language, right? To be easy and to fit the audience, yeah? This is a huge one, mine, guys. I'm telling you, use simple words, you know. Instead of produce, use make. Or, you know, that's what we need, right? Now, tip number six, PowerPoints. Oh, I'm going to give a whole episode just on PowerPoints because I fucking hate the way people use PowerPoints in this modern day era. PowerPoint is great. It's an amazing tool for pictures, graphs, for getting your idea across. It's a shit medium of execution for paragraphs. Lots of text, tables, with loads of columns and rows, detailed diagrams. Fuck off, bro. Right? It's impossible for your audience to understand while they're listening to you. Think about this, right? They're looking at something while they're listening to you. How much do we like to read when someone's talking to us? Think about it, right? Just try to literally keep everything big, clear, nice and simple. Nice and bold, right? Use pictures instead of text. Pictures project. They tell a thousand words, right? And never, ever... Are you listening, Jake? We saw you. Never, ever write every fucking word of your presentation like a script on your PowerPoint slides, never. That is unforgivable. It's sacrilege, all right? Right, tip number seven, moving on, yeah? Wait a minute, guys, I like this uh, banger up. Okay, Finn can cut that out. Seven, uh, do practice your presentation, guys, many times before you give it. Listen, if you want to become good at the guitar, what do you do? Exactly, you practice. If you want to become good at cooking, what do you do? Exactly, you practice, right? You get up there, you buy ingredients, you try, you fuck it up, you try again, you get better. This is exactly what you should do. Guys, I'm going to give you a whole lesson on preparing and practicing later, later in the series. The more times you practice, the less nervous you'll be. Practice in front of a mirror, recorded on your mobile phone. Start by recording your voice. Everyone's got a voice recorder like what I'm using now. Just record your voice first before you do the video, right? Take it in incremental stages. It's, it's no problem. Then ask family, friends, colleagues, right? If you can practice with them. Try, if you can, and make sure to be visiting the venue of the presentation, like in advance. Make sure that you make yourself like familiar with everything, right? Practice makes perfect, guys, yeah? Failure to prepare is preparing to fail. Don't make that fucking mistake, bros and hoes, okay? And last but not least, number eight. And this refers specifically to the English language. If some of you guys are out there from different cultures, which I know you are, do not sit still while giving your presentation. In fact, don't sit still at all. In some cultures, guys, it's acceptable, all right? In English-speaking cultures, it's fucking not acceptable at all, all right? It can actually be construed as being quite negative. If you stand, and if you move around, 
It will help you to look natural, sincere, confident, really engaged in the presentational process. Otherwise, you'll just like a look like a fucking pleb. All right. Okay, folks, so we're done with the uh, tips and tricks. I went over a little while. I didn't expect it to take that long. So, episode three, back to the main body of a presentation. Let's remind ourselves where we left off. We finished with, uh, and finally, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any questions, could you please wait until the end of the presentation, and I'll be happy to try and answer them for you. So, to start, I'd like to talk about our company history. Right, guys, this is where we begin the main body. Now, listen up firstly. There are that many different subjects and that many different environments and that many different objectives to all of the different presentations that we need to do in the world. I can't give you everything that you're going to need to know here. In fact, as a professional, when we actually coach this out, right, to big companies, etc., we tell them exactly this. We can help you with two things, signpost language and linking language. And that's what the main body comes down to, guys. What do I mean by signpost language? Well, it's not actually that difficult to understand, right? So basically, every single uh, news channel. So if you know what I'm talking about, guys, whether it's like, you know, 6 p.m. or the 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. news, you know, that national news that we kind of have, the 30-minute show, that the you know, the main one. Basically, whether it's Al Jazeera, say whoever, they all use the same format, and it is tell them what you are going to tell them. Tell them, tell them what you have told them. Right. And that is how your outline in your introduction works. The subject of my talk today is raccoon supply. And I've divided my talk into three key areas. Guys, you're telling them what you are about to tell them. When you present, you tell them. And then obviously in your ending, when you give your summary, you tell them what you've told them. Now, with the key areas, guys, I said earlier, three is the magic number. Right. That's that's true. All you need to do, and we will get on to effective transitions later. So this is, remember, this is the basics. Right? Over future episodes, we're going to build on these skills, yeah? This is mainly for people where English is your second language, and we're just trying to build. So I'm going to end my presentation, right, with introducing the questions. And I'm going to say, right, so to start, I'd like to give you an overview of our company history. I'm going to use a sentence to indicate that I have begun to talk about key area number one. When I finish talking about our company history, I'm going to say something like, so that's all I want to say on our company history. And now I'd like to move on to our products and services. Then I'm going to talk about our products and services, guys. And then I'm going to end it. So, that really covers our products and services. And now I'd like to leave you with an overview of our future plans. There we go. I'm, I'm ending key area two and I'm beginning key area three. I'm guiding the audience guys through the talk. Now, there are a lot more effective ways to do this, but I'd rather keep that for later episodes. Like I said, yeah, effective transitions, which are really clever, by the way, when utilized correctly. However, the very bare minimum you need to have in a presentation 
is language two be able to start key area number one you must understand key area one is all about beginning or starting so to start i'd like to give you an overview of our company history right ending any of the key areas is all the same so that really covers what i want to say about our products and services yeah ending all key areas is the same language it's all about finishing we have specific language for beginning for starting key area one key area two three four we begin them with language that indicates transitioning or moving so moving on i'd like to talk about our products and services all right so next we come to our products and services so basically guys that's a wrap up of what signpost language is the only other thing you need to know is passing over to another presenter uh, often you can be uh, uh, presenting in a team you know you might be doing the introduction key area one and you would have to pass over well that's just like logic standard isn't it okay that uh, ends the part of my presentation regarding our products and services and now i'd like to pass you over to tony who's going to talk about our future plans tony please so you must learn how to be able to hand over guys obviously that's a given i'm not going to go into detail here uh, the other one i mentioned was linking language yeah now this is fucking really important uh, I want you guys just to listen to two things, right? I'm going to give you A and then B. I don't know why I'm doing like A and B, like bips, like, but never mind, I'm a retard. Right, guys, listen to A and B and ask yourself which one's better, all right? Okay. A. So now I'd like to give you a brief overview of some of the financial problems we saw in Europe between. 2008 and 2010 some of the banks had very high debts they were affected by the subprime crisis in the usa a number of banks were nationalized so many banks had to join larger banks to survive some of these smaller economies had serious problems with their national budgets greece and ireland had spent too much in the 10 years before the crisis when the crisis came, they didn't have enough money to pay their bills. It looked like the countries might go bankrupt. Germany, France and the UK put up money to support them. The Eurozone was hit by high unemployment, unemployment and inflation. Okay. B. So now, I'd like to give you a brief overview of some of the financial problems we saw in Europe between 2008 and 2010. Firstly, some of the banks had high debts. This is because they were affected by the subprime crisis in the USA. A number of banks, for example, Northern Rock in the UK, were nationalised. Moreover, many smaller banks had to join larger banks to survive. Secondly, some of the smaller economies had serious problems with their national budgets. Greece and Ireland had spent way too much money in the 10 years before the crisis. Therefore, when the crisis came, they didn't have enough money to pay their bills. 
it looked like the countries might go bankrupt. However, Germany, France and the UK put up money to support them. And finally, the Eurozone was hit by high unemployment and inflation. Now, guys, what was the difference between A and B? In A, there was absolutely no linking language whatsoever, right? I didn't use what we call the top six. Right, guys, we always want to remember the top six. It's fantastic having great ideas. If they're just floating around in the air, not connected, well, you're a pleb. You're a pleb cunt, right? So we want to be thinking about language, guys, like sequencing. Firstly, secondly, thirdly, firstly, first, then, after that, next, finally, right? We want to be thinking, guys, about adding information moreover, furthermore, in addition, right? Adding that additional information. Contrasts, disagreements, yeah? On the other hand, however, nonetheless, we want to be using reasons. This is because, this is due to, right? The reason, the reason why this happened is, yeah? We want to be using, guys, examples, right? ASEAN countries, for example, Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, right? We want to, guys, make sure that we're using reasons and results, yeah? Make sure that you link your ideas, right? Sequence them. Give reasons. Give examples. Add information. Give results, yeah? Give contrasts. There's your top six that you need. Now, my plebtitious friends, I didn't script this one this week, unlike last week. Thanks to Finn. Finn, I'm glad you told me not to. Uh, I was going to do the ending. I'll actually, guys, we're 22 minutes in. We're trying to keep these around the same time. So I will leave the ending until next week. Uh, I'm quite glad because there's a lot of stuff I've got to talk about in regards to the ending. But... Uh, shout out all of the Rack FM team. Shout out your woman, B-Bands, uh, Brucey, Finn, and Bedo and Brasco, and that player, Robbo, who's my fucking self, obviously. We love uh, having you guys just tuning in, getting a bit of banter. We hope, you know, people are seeing that we're having a laugh, but we are providing some educational content. So, yeah, Finn's about to kick in with his outroar and his rap. Uh, God bless. Make sure you plebs either jump on his band camp and buy uh, the latest uh, single, Little Nightmares, or if you're Web3, get it on Omniflix uh, Market. You'll find it under the uh, Rack FM PLC Records collection. But yeah, guys, this is the 10th of September 2023. And until next week, Godspeed, God bless, and we'll be back with public speaking for plebs, PS4P, part four, in seven days' time. See you plebs on the dark side. Bye bye. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets, dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knotters, and then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I 
I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Terror Spaces.